Welcome back to the Breakfast Show. You are listening to Lawson and mine. We're having a bang up time, just wrapping up our little board game here. Yeah, go ye, go ye. I love it, love it. <laughs> oh, you know what I like about it? I like yeah, it's what do just, you like? It's clean, wholesome fun. Yes, and it's it's like for so many different age brackets, but it's also like really inspiring. Mm. I think like this morning in particular, I'm just so pleased to see the existence of this game. So pleased to see people are investing and creating mm. uh, these kind of uh, games uh, because you remember just, I think it was last week we had Darren Pratt on the show and yeah. he was telling us about the dangers of Roblox. Yeah. That uh, video game that kids are playing online and being exposed to um, hardcore pornography through. Yeah. Um, so some of the listeners that we had uh, had sent in questions about it and I was helping to uh, answer some of the questions and I, I, I had never even heard of Roblox and I thought, Do you know what, let me just go have a look at it. And so I Googled Roblox you know, and just all pictures of, you know, this game that kids play. And I didn't have to scroll very far to find news articles of just the most horrific stuff. Like mm-hmm. in the game, like you have your own avatar mm-hmm. and you like, it's a bit like, you know, do you remember the Sim, Sim family? Yeah, you, Sim, Sim, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like that and you create like your own world and you walk around and you actually interact with other people, people's avatars. Mm-hmm. And one of the top stories... And it was just a mess of stories. There's just so many of them. One of the top ones that came out this morning was about how um, a seven-year-old girl had been gang-raped by other people like inside this game. So her avatar had been held down by other avatars and they'd gang-raped her. Mm. And And you sort of think to yourself, like, how does that happen on a video game? But unfortunately, they had pictures attached of it happening. And it's unbelievably graphic. Yeah. Unbelievably graphic. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And this is like seven-year-old girls mm. are playing this game and this is happening and that's what they're seeing. Yeah. I was like, I felt filthy and I felt so bad for this world. Yeah. But that's where we. That's what we're doing for entertainment. So I'm really, really, really glad this morning um, that Carl Morrison came in and showed us the Go You game. Because for starters, it sounds way more fun. <laughs> And saying, so, well, it is clean, yeah. wholesome, and inspiring fun. Mm. Yeah. I think it. the the argument always comes up. It's like, oh, video games aren't evil. You know, you can't just say something's inherently evil. And that's the thing. We're not. We're, we're not, not saying some, you know, a piece of, me, you know, watching a movie, like reading a book. Like, mm-hmm. we're not saying those things Music. are inherently evil. We're yeah. not. We're saying that they've been used if they be dedicated to the Lord, if, if they mm. exist to glorify God, then... Amen. Like yeah, it's absolutely. you know, and 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 I think I think a lot of people just. I'm going to be talking a little bit about this today as we get into our Bible studies. But a lot of people just don't want to think. Yeah, they just want to put blank, blanket rules over things. And ah, oh, I just I'm I'm really keen for our Bible study because we're going to be talking about like we need to respond to who we know that we are. Yeah, our, to our personal relationship with the Lord. We need to. Res- we need to be thinking about that. We need to not be looking for blanket rules or statements. We just need to be going to the Bible and saying, oh, who am I and how do I respond to this? And, and that, yeah, that comes with having a daily devoted relationship with Jesus. Yeah, we actually need to have relationships so we can actually hear his guidance. But 100%. Yeah, but yeah, but like you just said, you know, most things aren't inherently evil at all. And I don't think that Roblox is inherently evil. Yeah. It's just a game. Um but the reality is that it's been completely compromised mm-hmm. by people trying to uh, a predators essentially, prey yeah. on children, mm-hmm. and that makes it unsafe. And it's unfortunate, but 
it's the way it is, mm. and I don't think it's a game worth playing. And I think if any yeah. parents are listening, if your kids are playing Roblox, I definitely think it's time to unplug that one. But then, you know, on top of that, then there are a bunch of people who, you know, will make the case that, that the video games, like, are super harmful to the brain. and, and That as like, well. And I kind of really agree with them as someone who came from, you know, a place, place of video game addiction. So, yeah. anyways, but that's that we can talk about that later. Give us another clue for the quiz. I'm going to give you a really interesting clue about Ooh, this one. Yeah. Yes, this is a what number am I quiz, and this is the fourth clue. It says, the number of shelters Peter wanted to build on the Mount of Transfiguration. Oh. I didn't even know Peter wanted to build any shelters. Well, he didn't want to build shelters. Didn't he? That's a funny word. The the original word is tabernacle. That makes way more sense. Yeah. I was thinking, like, a dog shelter? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my brain is all going to a dog. That's actually really funny. I think it's so interesting. Like, now I'm in... A, I, I remember... So, these cl- these quizzes, like... So, these didn't used to occupy the Faith FM um, studio. They used to occupy Lyle and Shell's house. Mm. And I remember when I first started working there, um, we would, like, you know, uh, Sabbath afternoon, bust out the Brekkie Bible quiz. Um, no, Brekkie. Yeah, well, we we Bre- we breakfast. call it the breakfast Bible quiz, but there it's just Bible trivia. It's just Bible trivia, and we'd be going through all the Bible trivia, and it'd be like lots of fun. And I remember like just sucking because I just didn't know anything, like because I was now such a brand know. new Christian. And now, like I I you know I know things, and that just came from reading the Bible. But it's interesting when you get to a place where it's like I'm telling you that the clue's incorrect because the original translation of that uh-huh. text is tabernacle and not shelter. I'm like, man, God is good. Hey, well, do you know what? All what? throughout these uh, trivia cards. <laughs> You'll see where Lyle and Shell cross stuff out and put the original translation. Yeah, That's yeah, That's not yeah. 100% correct. Let me correct the card for yeah. you. <laughs> so, all, all throughout them, you'll find um, <clears throat> particular quizzes where there's been, been correcting 100%. stuff. 100%. <laughs> Such a Southwell thing. <laughs> anyway, let's dive into our... Uh, so, you have already alluded to it today. Mm. I'm very intrigued because... I'm not sure how you could connect that with what you told me before we're going to be saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about being a steward of the earth. <clears throat> Being being a steward of the earth, you know what do we, what do I think? What do you think I mean by that? Uh so from my understanding of reading the Bible, uh, when when God gave us stewardship, <clears throat> He was entrusting us with the responsibility to take care of the earth. And you know we often think stewardship has just got to do with money and cash and paying your tithe. Yeah, but we have stewardship of everything. Really, like God gave us a life and a body, and we mm-hmm. look after them. God gave us, you know. A, um, Genesis tells us Genesis tells us that God gave us stewardship of the over the world and the plants and the animals, and we need to take care of them. And, and I actually a hundred percent believe um, that environmentalism plays into this. You know, us destroying the planet, which is a gift from God, is definitely, definitely mm. poor stewardship. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, you, you you alluded to it there. You said you you said, oh, in Genesis, the Bible tells us that we should be good stewards of you know the animals. Um, I actually want to go there. Let's look at Let's Genesis. Let's look at the uh, the original. You know, I'm actually going to call it the first occupation. Oh yes, that was given to man. You know, um, we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be reading that. It's interesting, sort of. I went a little bit, a little bit ski whiff yesterday because I have my guitar in the studio and I just wanted to show you this cool seven illustration but that I, really I come up with, that. and it was awesome. But still, that was just getting to the point that that 
we are reacting essentially to a sinful world yes. that started in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in terms of our lesson, you know, our, our 20 million movement, that's sort of the direction it's heading. We're starting in the beginning and we're seeing this whole, we're learning a bunch of object lessons from creation. And the first one that I guess we learnt yesterday is just, just understanding that, that no matter how good this earth is, God will always, you know, we, we have a hope in the future, you know. But um, this one here is like, okay, so how do, how do we respond to that? What's, you know, what's our next steps? Now, we know, that, we know that God is so much better than everything. We want to be followers of God. Okay, well, it's like, what, what are some, some things I can learn? And I think, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm beginning my Christian life. I've decided to follow Jesus. I think it's go- good to go back to the beginning and see the original purpose that he has for Taxonomy. Um, sorry? Taxonomy. 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 I've never heard of that word in You've my life. You've never heard of taxonomy? No. It's like the science of classification and naming things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be looking at yeah, today. Yeah, taxonomy. So, oh, I thought I thought you're just a biologist if you, you know. Okay. Well, I think it's a branch of biology. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh. Learn something new every day, don't you, Lost? Yeah, oh, I just thought of something really. So recently, I saw like a comedy video, mm-hmm. and it's like um, fish, marine biologists don't want to discover. And it's just a joke video, and they're like, I would never want to discover two sharks because one shark is scary enough. Imagine if you saw two of them. And it's just like, I never want to s- s- uh, discover a clam in Madagascar because flights to Madagascar are really expensive. I'd rather discover a, t- a clam in Tampa, Florida because flights there are affordable. And it's just like all these, these like marine, fake marine biologists just going through stuff they don't want to discover. It's like, I never want to discover uh, a starfish with Ted Bundy's head on it instead of a regular head. <laughs> this is like, so random, Lawson. This is super random. I feel like we've fallen off a bit of a precipice I, here. I, I am seriously falling <laughs> off my perch. I am, I'm losing it. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Well, thankfully, the Bible is full of things we do want to discover. Amen. Mm. Oh, look at you go. Look at you go. All right. Do you want to read for me Genesis chapter 2 and verse 19? I sure do. It says, So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. Mm. Mm. So here we, we, we see the original occupation of man. And it's actually quite interesting. Um, there's a little bit of an object lesson here with relationships as well. Um, you know, before before Eve was created, Adam was given a job. And it's like there's this little whole cool thing that people like to talk about that's like, oh, before before you, you know, you, you, you seek... Wife? Seek a, a wife, a relationship. You know, find your calling and and, 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 and get a job. And get a job and, and, and... But specifically here, the thing is, it's not about just getting a job. It's like... Adam was fulfilling the role that God gave him. Yeah. He was fulfilling what God gave him. I think that's a good object lesson for for literally anything. Like people say it in relationship, you know, from a relationship point of view. I'm like, yeah, amen, hallelujah. But in literature, literally anything, it's like, oh, you know, a lot of people, you have different goals and aspirations. And like, I was talking to a friend about this not long ago. It's like, we're talking about what we feel like we're called by God to do versus what we want to do. Mm. And and for me, I'm kind of in a place where, oh, what I'm called by God to do, I want to do. 
But then there's things that I'm like, oh, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm called by God to do this, but I would just love if I could, you know? Yeah. And one of the things for me, like, I, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm called by God to, to speak for him, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm called by God to, to work in full-time ministry. Um, and, and so I'm following that calling and, you know, that's something I love doing and I love coming in here every morning on radio and being able to, to you know, to, to speak about God and, and you know, the Bible word, and present yeah. his word and, and different things like that. But I was talking to my friend, I'm like, man, I would love to just start a band and write music and just like, you know, and, and just make cool music and, 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 you know, and all be about God, like, cause I love God, but that's, you know, that's my kind of, of want is like, Oh, that's, that's just something extra. That's just something if I could do, it would be really cool. But I think for me and, and for Adam and what, you know, something that the, the text is, is implicating here is that it's just like, we need to first be following our calling before we do anything else. Mm. And, you know, God has very specific callings for everyone. Um, but I think some of them, you know, when it comes to, to spreading his word, you know, some of them are, are general. Some of them are more specific. Like, you know, in, in the closing chapters of the book of Matthew, we're all called. The Bible says, you know, in Matthew, um, oh, the name of the game, uh, go ye. It says in Matthew um Chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I'm always with you even to the end of the age. Um, Jesus has this call for humanity. It's like, okay, you need to go and, and, and win people to me. You know, that's, that's what I've, you know, entrusted you with. Of course, he says, you know, I'll always be with you. This is in regarding the fact that, you know, God is always going to be making intercession for us. He's always going to be offering the Holy Spirit. But we've been given a role, um, you know, in this day and age for our, you know, present truth, you could say, our present dispensation of, of what, okay, what should I be doing? Um, you know, you should be teaching and baptizing. This is the, the, call that god has for all of humanity anyone who wants who says okay i want to do what jesus wants for my life he has that general call um and and for adam here it's like the first i guess dispensation the first work that god had for him was to look after the earth and now i want to ask the question it's like oh is this is this no longer relevant because we know that we live on a dying earth you know, we know that we, we, we live on, you know, we know Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Hallelujah. Does that mean that this dispensation is, is, is no longer relevant? Um, you know, are we just supposed to just oh, live here for a good time, not a long time, make sure people know about Jesus? Or is that inherently communicating the gospel by looking after the earth? What do you think, Monica? Yeah, I was kind of thinking, but I guess everything's kind of been named. Yeah. Is there anything left to name? Mm. <laughs> Do we all just stop what we're doing and go out and find things to name? Mm. Well, I think it's not only um it's not only the job. You know, that that isn't the only part of the job that God gave Adam was just to name the animals. But it was to have dominion over the earth. Mm. You know, God God creates everything perfect in seven days. He's just like bam, 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 he's just like killing it because he's God. He creates everything perfect in seven days and then, you know, um, well, he creates everything perfect in six days, rests on the seventh, and then gives dominion of that earth to Adam. And it's like, okay, well, well, then what relationship should we have with the earth? And that was something that God created. 
and then gave to us, entrusted to us. Do you think, you know, now sin has come in, now we know that oh, the earth doesn't have a long time left and God is going to rebuild the earth. It's like, oh, what, what, what? You know, how do we reconcile those ideas of like, well, oh, you know, the earth is going to be destroyed, but it's like, but God, it's, it's God's creation. What do you think about that? I think we all have a responsibility to do our part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I do want to just sidetrack just slightly and just say, you know, when you say it's our job, like people need to understand that it's, you know, responsibility and having a job can sort of mean to some extent two different things. Mm. Um, you know, just like you have a job as a Bible worker, Lawson, but you also have the responsibility mm. to uh, keep your house clean, to do your dishes, to take out your trash. It doesn't mean that, you know, doing dishes is your full-time job. And so when we say that, you know, God gave us a job to look after the earth, it doesn't mean we only need to drop what we're doing and quit our, our nine-to-fives mm. and run out and go be, you know, tree-hugging hippies or something, you know, we can still do the careers that wow. God has led us into. But we, on top of that, as, you know, as an underlying current in our life, we have a lot of responsibilities mm. um, that were given to us by God to do our bit in our daily walk, um, to look after what he's given us, to, to practice good stewardship, whether it's of our money, of our body, um, of our planet. Man, that is such an insightful point. This This whole, you just brought up this thing, it's just like, now in my brain and my gears are really turning um occupation versus responsibility yeah that you know that there's 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 two things going on there that they're, they're not entirely one in the same no and that actually <clears throat> sorry loss is gonna be a problem this yeah morning. i'm struggling but that actually brings my mind to to the statement you know the classic statement you know the classic lazy lazy christian statement yes. of like Ah, oh, it's the pastor's job to give Bible mm-hmm, studies. Mm-hmm. That's what he's paid. I just, I just go to. I'm not no, a pastor. No, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a minister. This, yeah, this is exactly another aspect to that. Where, where the Great Commission is a responsibility. Yeah, it's not an occupation. No, it's, it's not something you should be paid for. Like, even though there are people who are paid to yeah, do it full time as an occupation, as a full time occupation. But absolutely, it doesn't matter what occupation you're mm. in. Your responsibility is to look wow. at the people in your in your occupation. If you're a plumber, look at the look at the people around you. Uh, in the light of the Great Commission, if you're an mm. interior designer, look at the people around you in the light of the Great Commission. That is your responsibility to take the gospel in wow. whatever field it is that your talent has taken you to, mm. to do as an occupation. And that's the responsibility that God's given you that's as a exactly follower of it. him, mm-hmm. even though your occupation doesn't entail that. Ultimately, you have one person who you're accountable to, and yes. that's God. Like as you know, as a as a for example, as a Bible worker here in the North New South Wales conference, and you know now I'm in a place where I I get paid to do that job. Um, also, I, you know I get uh, get paid to do radio. Like I have certain responsibilities that are given to me by my employer. My employer is the North New South Wales um, conference of Seventh Day Adventists. The, the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in North New South Wales, the conference. And, um, you know, my responsibility is to work a certain amount of hours a week. My responsibility is to, you know, uphold a certain moral standards, a certain dress code, a certain, even though it doesn't look like it sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm wearing, wearing sandals to work. Um, With but socks. Your sandals to socks, man, it's so comfortable. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have certain responsibilities to uphold. Um, and, you know, the good good thing for me is it makes it a little bit more easy that, that – because I'm in full-time ministry, um, my responsibilities that God have given me have a little bit, you know, coincide with the responsibilities of my my employer. But ultimately, I'm accountable to God. Absolutely, like that's that's who I'm accountable to. And on it, I think especially in in my job, but in a lot of jobs, like 
if you are just being accountable to God and you're living up to the light that he's given you, like to to spread the gospel, but also, you know, what what comes with that being a representative of Jesus, man, you will tick so many people's boxes and they'll just they'll just love you. Like they oh, it's it's incredible. I'd love to just continue talking more and more about this. And we actually can. Yeah, we are. Uh, but we're closing out our segment here. We've got one of my favorite songs coming up. Anna Beaton, it's and not you, it's him. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's off her her new album. Of course, she sang this in the studio. No, she didn't. She sang a different song. But she sang a song from the same album. But this is Anna Beaton with It's Not You, It's Him. And then we'll be back to talk more about it. So. Yeah, amen. From faith to faith, oh, I need your grace. It's not my righteousness, but it is voice. Oh, what a state we find ourselves in. And grateful we find you knocking at our door. Jesus, come in and fill this doubting heart. We were dead in our sin, evil within, living for ourselves. But God being rich in mercy and love, came down and rescued us. Distracted we stray, in perfection we strive to do it on our own. Will help us to realize we couldn't live life, it's in Christ alone. So God take us, mold us, remind us. Salvation is through you Help us to understand this Jesus, he 
might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing, it is a gift from God, not a result of work, so that no one can boast about it. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. for ourselves but God being Hello. And welcome <laughs> to the radio show. It's the radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're in mid-conversation. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that smell is just hitting me. Mm, do you mm. like it? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Good. Of course I like it. it smells good. I picked it out. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know, Mon bought me some some. It's cologne. It's not perfume. It's proper men's cologne. Yeah. Lawson's first foray into smelling like a real man. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and everyone just loves it. And yeah. Apparently, well, yeah. everyone by everyone I mean Mon and my mum. So, ah, go no. your mum. Nah, there's some people who tell man, you smell really good today. I'm like, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was just teaching Lawson how to apply it properly. Oh wow! Yeah. Of course, I know how to apply it properly, so but you're just like, you're oh, I just, I just want you to be drenched in it. I just I want didn't you say that. I want you to be a walking perfume that. can. Like, I mean, maybe if you took a bath in it and just absorbed it into your body, and then you could just permanently slowly, smell like yeah, that. Yeah, slowly leak it out and just smell great. That'd be good, wouldn't it? I wonder if, if that's you, if, a thing. Okay, hypothetical question: If you could take a bath in in cologne, but you had to stay in there for twenty four hours straight, but for the rest of your life you'd smell wonderful without having to apply anything, would you do it? Dude, I love baths. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, so okay. I've I wouldn't do it because I like changing my perfumes every few years. Okay, well that's the thing. I'm just I've just been a do guy for the longest time, so. Yeah. This is my first foray into making any extra effort than the the old ch ch or the men old. Men don't realize how rolly, much rolly, women rolly, rolly, are poly. persuaded by by smells. Smell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember back in the day, my dad was telling <laughs> me there was this stuff that was just literally known as you know this is back before the information age, before the internet, when people would just believe stuff because it was on TV, uh-huh. and it was like, oh yeah, get this thing. Because girls will like you if you put it on. I think it's called like Magma 7 or something. It's like if you put Magma 7 on, you are just a chick magnet. I think that's an urban myth. And I think it might be from the movie Anchorman. But anyway, we are way off topic. 
Uh, so let's get back on topic. Uh, we were talking about uh, stewardship and responsibility. Mm, yes. And what it means to have mm. a career, I suppose. Yep. Well, we were thinking, we were talking about, and you brought up this point of this whole idea of occupation versus responsibility and, and who we're, we're accountable to. And it's just like super incredible that the Bible gives us amazing insights. But I, I thought it was just, I thought it was just really cool um, that, yeah, there is this whole thing of like, we're ultimately, we're responsible, you know, we're responsible for different things. And, and even though we're not paid, even though we're not, um, yeah, we're not. Oh, what? Oh, man, this is... We, we've got an emergency call coming in from Mr. Lyle uh, South. Hello, Monica speaking. Who's this? Ah, <laughs> uh, guys. Faith FM breakfast show. Missing you guys so much. Lyle, how's uh, it going? Are you alive? <laughs> how's your noggin? We are alive. My noggin is fine. Nothing wrong with my noggin. Put a few extra brains in there while we had the... Because uh, <laughs> you needed them, right? Up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? We are. We we have uh, we have emerged on the other side. We have found service, and we are in Alice Springs. Spent last night in Alice Springs. That's amazing. How was the Simpson Desert? It was just amazing. You have no idea. It was just. It was remote. It was beautiful. The colours were vivid. Um, Is the dirt really the red? We're, we're Starry and Aww. silent and just beautiful. I hope you got some really good star photos. Um, I've only got my iPhone with me, so the photography's been pretty basic, but hey. Hey, where are you guys heading yeah. next? Uh, we're heading next to The Rock and Dolgers and uh, Kings Canyon and all that kind of area. Okay, cool. So more civilized. The next the next leg is going to be more civilized and I'm going to I'm going to miss the remoteness. Yeah, yeah. Back in just back with people all around you now. They're in yeah, Alice, I imagine. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, did you get bogged at all in the desert? Um, we had to back up a couple of times. We didn't have to do any recoveries. Oh, okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Easy. Yeah, yeah so a, couple of, a couple of sand hills were a bit soft, and uh, I think I, uh, one sand hill I took four goes at it to get over. But um, yeah, is it is good. is the sand as red as they tell you it is? Yes. So it really Absolutely. is a red centre. Can you can you do us a fave? Can you like bring back like a handful of red sand? Just like I'm stick it in a Ziploc I'm bag. A full of red sand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, thanks. It's worked its way into every nook and cranny of my vehicle. <laughs> oh, sounds grand. Uh, do you have any idea when you're going to be back in the, in the studio or is it still an undefined date? Yeah, no, don't know, don't care. Just head to the bush again, head to the bush. Hey, do us a fave. Call us when you're on top of Uluru, like on the rock. Call us from there, see if you get reception. I, I doubt that there's service out there, but we'll see what happens. Maybe there is. We haven't had service in very many places. Um, particularly with uh, Optus, of course. The Telstra guys have had a little bit more than we have, but um, Classic. it's limited out here. It's limited. But we did. Ha- I did have uh, a couple of bars of service, believe it or not, from the top of Big Red, which is the first sand dune in the Simpson Desert. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. I've heard of Big Red. Yeah, famous place, famous sand dune. Um, lovely spot. Thanks for the postcard, by the way. Sorry? Thanks for the postcard. 
Oh, yes. We sent a postcard. <laughs> Your wife sent a postcard. It was a little cry for help. <laughs> uh, yeah, please come and get me. Lyle doesn't know I'm writing this. <laughs> anyway, thanks for checking in, Lyle. Appreciate hearing your voice on the radio this morning. Hey, God bless you guys. God bless you, listeners. Miss you all. And uh, looking forward to being back and jumping on the radio again with you. Take care out there, Lyle. Take care. All right, Lawson. Classic Southwell. Sorry to interrupt. No, nah, that's But fine. my phone was ringing and I saw who it was and I was like, do you know what? Can't pass that up. Let's get it, let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's fine. That is 100% fine because that just gives me less time to talk about what I want to talk about. I'm sorry. Which is completely okay. No, I just want to wrap up with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have two minutes. I just want to, want to think about this. Okay. So we know we've been given a responsibility by God. Amen. You know, n- even though we're not paid for it, even though we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're not obligated in any other way but our love for God to keep this responsibility, you know, to, to, to live up to this responsibility. And that responsibility is to, is to take care of the earth. You know, we have more, God gives us the responsibility of, of being a witness for him and telling his people about him. But yeah, this idea of taking care for the earth. And I just want to read this text, okay, from Revelation. This is what the Bible says in Revelation 11, uh, chapter 11 and verse 18. The Bible says, The nations were angry, and the wrath, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Mm. Oof. So, of course, this is in Revelation 11. Um, this is a scene of the judgment, essentially. Um, this is this is a statement. Um, but so clearly, God takes this responsibility very seriously. He does. If He says He's going to destroy he those who destroy the earth, there is ultimately salvational implications with this. Mm-hmm. Of course, God is loving. God is forgiving. Like any sin, um, you can come back to Him. Of course, we talked about the unpardonable sin um, not long ago um, with the the guy from Table Talk. What was his name again? Um, what was the table talk guy's name? Luke. Luke, yes. Luke, he was telling us about the unpardonable sin, and it's like that's the that's the sin that you won't let God forgive you for. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we can come back to God for anything. And it's like, look, we've got a responsibility to take care of the earth. I'd love to talk more about this. We might pick up on this uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into Okay, so does that mean we all have to be vegans? Well, maybe it does. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, this is Carly Fletcher with nothing in this world. There is nothing in this world that can truly satisfy me like Jesus, Jesus love. For his love is truly deeper, truly purer, truly sweeter. Nothing 
God can change my life. I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshiping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible study start at 10 a.m. Service at 11 a.m. And guess what? That's followed by. Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. <laughs> well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is Dare to be Different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 0411 You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirits shall sorrow no more. Not a sigh for the blessing of rest. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, 
we shall meet on that beautiful shore. To our bountiful Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of His love. And the blessings that hollow our day in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by. We shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall meet on that beautiful shore. I'm back on the breakfast show. This is Lawson. Hanging out with Mon this morning, uh, filling in for Lyle, as you heard, who is trekking around the countryside, uh, which is a great thing to do, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawson, this morning we have another clue for our oh, quiz. Yes. It's the what number of my quiz. It's still unanswered, so it's still up for grabs. This is the last clue for it. The number of days Jesus was in the heart of the earth. Uh, give us a call if you know how many days Jesus was in the heart of the earth. Uh, you can get yourself a copy of the earth. Heart of the earth. I love that. Mm, get yourself a copy of the Vegetarian Advantage by Dr. Don Hall, a uh, very famous doctor. Um, I'm such a moron. I've just realised I've been putting up some of the quiz clues on my personal on my personal account. Oh, galash! Oh, classic galash moment. Uh huh. Give us a call if you know the answer to what mm-hmm. the number is, and uh, we'll send you. Hey, it is time for Q the D. And uh, the question today is actually a really touching one. Um, the question is, how do we know? Like, how do I know if I'm forgiven? Mm. All right. Well, of course, we were talking about in the last segment. You know, the whole unpardonable sin is the sin that you don't let God forgive. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, it's it's as simple as this. The Bible puts it this way. Actually, let's let's oh, turn in my Bible over to First John, chapter one. And verse nine. This is like when you know, maybe top five well known, top ten most well known Bible verses. And the Bible says this If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's like Bam, there you go. It's like that that's really like the simplicity of it. It's, it, it's incredible and and it's it's actually been the work of the enemy to to trick Christians into this idea of like I need to work for it, I need to work for it, and he's used different agencies to to trick people into oh well I I need to pray this much you know to to be forgiven I need to do the, I I need to do all these things hey God puts you on the journey of sanctification He wants to change your life we've been talking about this we've been talking about how much of a blessing it is to follow God and to keep his commandments and how you can just live a better life by following him. But he's not doing that to burden you. Forgiveness of sins is is just, it just comes from you just make the decision that, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to confess my sins. I want to give it to God, um, knowing that 
he has the ability to take it from me. So it's like if you want to seek God for forgiveness, man, he is standing there waiting. Is this where faith comes in? Like you have to trust that he's going to do what he said and mm. forgive you. And so even if you don't feel like you're worthy of forgiveness, you have to trust that you actually are forgiven. Yeah. And it's interesting, like not only yet you can trust that, that you're forgiven, but then the Bible tells you you can. And one of my favorite passages in the Bible, um, this comes from – the book of Hebrews chapter 4, I believe it says, For we do not have a great high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in all ways as we are. So it's like, Jesus, he knows what it's like. He was tempted in all ways as we are. And so and so then the next verse, it gives a you know, it gives a, a solution ultimately. It's like, okay, so when we fall short, Jesus understands. So then what what should we do? And it's like it could say a lot of different things and say, Oh, well, you just need to give up because, you know, Jesus just got through it. Is that what the Bible says? No, it says this. It's like, oh, this is just so amazing, so incredible. It's just like, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may seek mercy and grace to help in time of need. That's how I believe the quote goes. I might have uh, paraphrased that a little bit. But it's ultimately, it's like, okay, so... Jesus understands who we are. Jesus understands what we're going through. So what what should be our response to that? Go to him. Ask him for forgiveness. He will forgive. He'll do a work in your life. And I just want to say, like, again, it's like, oh, well, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough. You know, I love Romans chapter 8. It's like the mm, most bangingest yeah. chapter in the Bible. And this is what it says. It says, um, for what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He, did, who, who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not freely give us all things? And then goes on to say, it says, I am convinced that neither height, nor depth, nor might, nor power, nor angels, nor demons, nor death, nor life can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It's just like nothing can separate us, even our sins. Okay. Our sins is the single agent that is causing separation, and if we give them up, we can just go straight to you. Amen. It's Amen. like so good. This is Simeon with I'm Forgiven. Very appropriate song. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a question, definitely call it in. Uh, we can ask it the question of the day. You can stay anonymous if you'd like to, but do ask your question.